If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Nick Palais, jumping off the porch right now. Dirty glove bouncing. That way. You understand me? Let go. Open that bitch up, hey! I swear the streets is cold, but my heart a glacier, I never fall. Stack that paper till it never falls. All right, we got Parlay back off the porch with us today. No need big dog. How you feeling today, bro? Man, I'm great, dog. I'm, yeah. I'm living. I'm here. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. Just bought a new house. Oh shit! I'm great. Yeah, appreciate you coming back, man. Yeah, of course, man. You know I gotta say, man, niggas don't know the history between Lay and Dirty Glove. Like this shit go way back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, 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 this the, this the real. Y'all don't promote the whole shit. Yeah. Y'all don't promote lies, fake shit. Y'all get the real on here, tell the real story that the street needs. So it's yeah. on the right. Yeah, appreciate that, bro. How you been holding up during this whole uh, coronavirus pandemic right now? Man, smoking more than ever. <laughs> yeah. Blunt is getting fatter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And actually, been, um, but I should have been planning a lot of shit. Um, I got an EP out right now. Yeah. That I just dropped uh, called Realize Everybody Ain't Living. Hashtag real. Um, I got seven songs on there, but I got eight songs officially. Hmm. All right. I got videos to all the songs. You know what I'm saying? So I'm dropping them. Um, I'm working on a new TV series for the city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I'm planning to getting all this content together. It's a perfect time to get get the content together. Oh, yeah. So when we come off this little shit, I'm I'm dropping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been using this time to being productive, huh? Got to. Got to. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, let's start with this IG Live you and Fable did the other day that people still talk about right yeah, now, man, yeah. where you guys were kind of debating who started Snap Music or whatever. Yeah. Um, what did you take away from the debate with Fable? Um, Sometimes nigga be in denial. Hmm. Um, I do understand that this shit was 20 years ago, and it's, sometimes it's hard, and, you know, that's a long time for somebody else to create their own truth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But the streets, no. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I just felt like it was just time to touch on that situation because it's a situation that has never been talked about. That era has never been talked about. It's never been debated about. And don't nobody know who was the people making shit move and shake at that time because the shit popped so fast. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? But it's a real story. You know what I'm saying? So I was just, you know, we was just taking it because I got a post that said, well, Jizzle Man had a post. He said somebody sent him a post that said, he had the picture up there and said, who started Snap Music? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So... I took it and put it on my page, and then little Scrapper was like, Palais, you and Fabo need to go live about this shit. And I was just like, you know what? The quarantine shit, you know what? Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So I hit Fabo up, you know what I'm saying? We like, let's get, let's get yeah. let's get on there. And like debate that Fabo was having with me wasn't about who started Snap Music. He was trying to have a debate on me about who started the lead with the rock way. You see what I'm saying? The dance, yeah. Yeah, the dance. You know what I'm saying? But like I'm telling him, we were doing it, we were doing it on a white TV video. You know what I'm saying? Like I showed it. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas who know me, bro, know they know me, they know my character, they know my name. You know what I'm saying? I ain't I don't lie. I don't, I don't do lies. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I get credit where credit do. So why would I come out and lie now about something like this? Like I don't got nothing to gain from this. Yeah. I'm a made man in the industry and in the streets. You see what I'm saying? Nationwide, not just in Atlanta. So I don't have nothing to gain from this. Cause I did that, but I ain't just no dancer. You mm. see what I'm saying? I used to do the pool paddling with it, right with it, all that shit. But you, you you cannot find a nigga who grew up with me, who know me, who gonna label me as a dancer. They're gonna say probably a gangster. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? They check, they check me. I always been me. So you know, goddamn, like Fabo said, he don't give a fuck what happened. He gonna stand on his truth. You know what I'm saying? That's up. So the documentary coming. Okay. About the whole time. You know what I'm saying? About and about how much Bankhead changed hip hop. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop been up 40 years. For the last 20 years, most of the music, majority of the music and the hit that come out sound like Bankhead. Hmm. Niggas from Cali, Midwest, East Coast, New York. Everybody music sound like Bankhead music. Not Atlanta. I'm put clarification on this shit. Not Atlanta. Bankhead. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Not around a bankhead. You see what I'm saying? And so in the half of the 40 year hip hop, the shit been sounding like us. Why we don't never get no honors or, or no sets when it comes to the award shows and shit. Like niggas just skip over this shit. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that debate was just to spark up the conversation about how much we mean to hip hop. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then we didn't just change the sound, which is the music part. We changed the culture. With the clothes. I don't give a fuck how you dress. When we drop this shit, you, you wore baggy clothes. Yeah. Give a fuck who you was. But niggas never talk about this. You see what I'm saying? And then we'll even fast forward it when franchise D4 where we came out and all the hosts, everybody who came behind us, shot boys dropped from mm -hmm. the same project born home, from the same hood, going to the same club, could have easily got on the same way we was on. They came with a whole nother wave. Change the music, then change the culture again and make niggas start wearing fitted clothes. <laughs> they the reason niggas start wearing fitted clothes. Hmm. Facts nationwide. Why niggas don't never talk about this shit? Hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? Nigga, Bankhead, Pool Palace mean more to hip hop, just much as more to hip hop than the, the origin, where it originated and started in New York. You see what I'm saying? To this fucking day, all the TikToks right now, all the niggas who got quote unquote dance songs and music, that shit don't sound like where they from. That shit sound like where we from. We had New York niggas sounding like South niggas. Outcast, Goody Mob, them groups, they been out. Lil John, JD, they been out. Niggas weren't sounding like them. Niggas were sounding like us. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And this shit never get talked about. And I think this is something that really need to talk about. You see what I'm saying? We open up a doors for a lot of shit. Yeah. Franchise Boys was the first group ever, and probably still to this day, to ever have a number one song on the radio without even having a deal or even hmm. having a label. Hmm. We wasn't even a group then. You see what I'm saying? We wasn't even a group then. So for niggas to be like, shit, man, I've been knowing y'all for this, that's a lie. Nigga, if you ain't grew up in Ball Home with me, you don't fucking know me. You see what I'm saying? So like that entered that that right there made these labels start hiring. Black ARs who was connected with the music in the streets because the white people were scared to come to the pool palace because of what was going on. Hmm. So that's how Atlantic started hiring him and Universal hired him and, and, and Capital hired him. And that's how half these niggas started being ARs. So they owe us that shit too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Fast forward that, you skip past that. Now you got these niggas with these money in Atlanta creating labels and going to the hood, finding these groups and putting money behind them and getting the label to cut them the check. They owe us too. Hmm. If it wasn't no us, none of this shit would happen, bro. You see what I'm saying? None of this shit would happen. None of this whole fucking way would fucking happen. And niggas just skip over this shit like this shit ain't fucking happen. Hmm. And I got a problem with that. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? We want to talk numbers? Nigga, we did numbers. Oh, yeah. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Franchise did numbers. D4L did numbers. Shot Boy did numbers. We did fucking numbers, hits. Why niggas don't ever talk about this shit? Hmm. But we could talk about how the pop blocking in New York started this, and then the freestyles with Big of them started this. Nigga, attach on what, what Bankhead did. Hmm. Not a line of Bankhead. I'm putting clarification on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because for the last 20 years, if the pool... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Palace of Crucial don't stop your music from Atlanta. You don't make it. You just be a hood hit. You should be a hood group. These are facts. And ain't nobody in going to be able to dispute this shit for the past 20 years. Ever since Franchise Boy came out, before we came out, hip-hop has been in Atlanta ever since then. Yeah. And niggas act like they don't want to talk about this shit. Yeah. JM them didn't do this shit. The rest of them groups before us, they didn't do this. We did this with no help, with no features, fucking with none of these niggas, yeah. making our own beats. Pimpin' from the Franchise Boys, 
It's the reason niggas use Fruity Loops. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Niggas wanted to use the Fruity Loops because Fruity Loops was something that you could download for free. You see what I'm saying? And the sound that was on it was free sounds. Yeah. And it was that's the only thing that niggas in the hood had to make beats off of. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, like I bet you can't do it like me. Came out before Laffy Taffy, but Laffy Taffy was the first song that went big for, for D4L. Mm -hmm. All right, that was their hit. All right. I bet you can't do it like me was a good song, but it never got number one. So for real, D4L, we would be considered one hit wonders. Hmm. All right. Even though they had two hot songs, all right. We had White T, Oh, I Think They Like Me, and Lean With Rock With, all out in 2004. White T dropped in 2004, but both of these, but White, Oh, I Think They Like Me and Lean With Rock With was already out too. When we got the deal, that's when everybody wanted to start rapping. You see what I'm saying? But before all these songs, I had a song called Money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my song Money was the hottest fucking song on the West Side. Young and old. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was a trapper. You know what I'm saying? We used to, we used to, you know, we would, we would, me and my niggas were with the bullshit. You see what I'm saying? And niggas knew me as Pooh. Cause that was my, that was my hood name. Hmm. But my rap name was Parlay. You know what I'm saying? So this song was out, and niggas was like, nigga named Parlay, and niggas don't even know it's my song. Like, this is my little brother sitting beside you. At first, he was in middle school, he didn't even know what my song. <laughs> really? You see what I'm saying? Because nobody really took music serious. And this song is the first song I ever recorded in my life. Hmm. I wasn't trying to be a rapper. I stumbled up on this shit and just recorded this song, and it first song I did, the biggest hit in the city. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, I'm in college. You see what I'm saying? I graduated in 2002. So my first semester, my freshman year was at the end of 2002. All right? Second semester freshman year was at the beginning of 2003. Hmm. All right? First semester, my 10th sophomore year was in the end of 2003. I did three semesters in college before I even came back home. Hmm. All right? When I came back home from school, Money and White Tea was the hottest songs in the club. I'm still in school. You know what I'm saying? But I was in school trapping. Hmm. So I would come home on the weekends, come to the club, do our thing, re-up, go to school on Monday, sell out, drive, drive, leave school Wednesday morning, come back to Atlanta. I went to school in, in, by Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah. called Barbara Scotia. I would come back on Wednesday to re-up and go to the pool palace. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And go to the pool palace. And I would go back to school. So the, the whole time of this shit going on, I'm still in college, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I'm hustling. At the, I'm doing this at the same time. That's why I say niggas tell stories about how gangster they is, but they really be soft and they really ain't with that shit, bro. I was really with that shit, but my music work on some other shit. Hmm. I could have been coming out talking about gangster shit and selling bricks and doing this and all that. You see what I'm saying? But I always felt like as a real gangster, if I talk about this shit, I can get indicted. Hmm. So I, don't, I ain't talking about this shit. Hell no. Goddamn, I'm going to keep doing it because at the same time, I like the part I like to dance. This is me. I'm not one of them niggas who say, I don't want to dance because niggas don't think I'm a hoe, I ain't gangster. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was plenty of times I'd be dancing in the pool paddles and the outside and they get shot. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Niggas can contest this shit. I ain't got to sit here and tell no lies. The street, no. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like, we been, I've been doing this music shit and doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that who started this shit is not even for question. 
And, you know, snap music got so much hate back then when it was first introduced to the masses as well. Because niggas say they want music. It ain't hmm. music. Yeah, they ain't saying they ain't, they ain't talking about that. This is what we like. Music is to express your emotion, your feelings. I don't got to do music like you. It was a lot of different type of music back then. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Niggas can't get mad because our people like our music. Because if you think about this at the time, everybody was on gangster shit mm -hmm. besides the crunk music. But niggas didn't like the crunk music because real niggas like, I ain't even, man, I ain't doing all that bumping, all that shit right there. You see what I'm saying? But when we came out, we made gangsters start dancing. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? And one of the reasons is like, RP my homie Daryl, you know what I'm saying? Sniper, rest of sniper, you know what I'm saying? My best friend, you know what I'm saying? We would got down, we would go into the pool palace and, you know, shot have been a gangster seat like 12, 13, chasing niggas, shooting at niggas. And niggas knew how we, how we rocked, but we would dance in the, in the middle of the floor. And at this time, only girls was dancing and, you know, the drunk niggas and the, and the crazy niggas. You see what I'm saying? But we would dance. And niggas seeing us dancing was like, oh shit, they ain't got damn it cool for me to start dancing too. Hmm. And, and really, that's why niggas start, really start dancing. You see what I'm saying? Like, nigga, nigga in the city, nigga, we open the way for that shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, so I'm saying, like, I don't, at the end of the day, niggas can hate that shit. 20 years motherfucking later, niggas still sound like this shit. Yeah. We still creating these, we still got niggas creating hits and doing songs and making beats that sound just like our shit. Yep. To this day, the music speak for itself. The truth is the truth. Yep. No matter how you put it. You know what I'm saying? And all the niggas who was hating got a song or featured on a song that sound like something from Bankhead. <laughs> facts. Big old facts. And nowadays, almost every popular single that comes out has a dance challenge that goes with it. We created all that shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like salute the Toots and Roll and the Butterfly and Hump the Dance and all the dance that came before then. You know what I'm saying? But them songs that make niggas want to create dance songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you did make a dance song, your dance song didn't sound like their dance song. Y'all dance song sound like a bank kid. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Now, since we last talked, Parlay, uh, Buddy of them franchise boys, he passed away. Mm -hmm. um, what, what can you tell fans about Buddy that they may not have known? Um, Me and Buddy used to hang in high school. Buddy from Flipper Temple. That's like on the backside of Hollywood Road. And you got to think, these back then, these is at time when niggas from different projects don't really hang with each other. Like you hang with niggas in Hollywood Court, you hang with niggas in Bankhead Court, you hang with niggas born home, niggas didn't really mix like that. But two of my homeboys from born home, Ray and Danielle, used to hang with Buddy. They was real cool and shit. So they graduated a year before me. We used to play basketball together because a lot of niggas in the hood thought I was going to be like a hoop star, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I'm nice with I'm nice with the ball. So when I graduated high school, they was like, Parlay, you might as well come to college. You know what I'm saying? Buddy was the one pushing it, like, you ain't finna be doing that, Parlay. You might as well go ahead and got them, come on up here. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I ain't fucking that shit. They were like, well, they ride up here with us. You know what I'm saying? For they, you know, to sign in, do the orientation shit. I was like, I'll ride with y'all if y'all smoke, if y'all smoke with me. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't smoke. You know what I'm saying? They were like, all right, we'll ride. So I went and got 10 set for Timmy D. Timmy D back then was the only nigga who had high, high level, high level weed back then. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we smoked going up there. And at the time, I'm like, I always say I always been hustling. So I sold Nicks. I used to buy $25 ounces and sack them up. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm riding up, I'm riding up to uh, school. And while they doing orientation, 
I'm walking around the campus. You see what I'm saying? And it was a lot of people up there from Atlanta. So, you know, we brush the shoulder. Where you from? Oh, you, you know, woo, woo, woo. And the school was set kind of like on the hood, like on the projects. And somebody walked up and was like, man, you got some weed. And I was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he gave me $10. I reached, gave him a sack, gave him a nick. You know, what's my nick? I gave it to him. And when I'm putting my, my weed back in my pocket and my money, they put it out and give me $5 back, he walked off. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I asked one nigga at school, like, what these is up here? They're like, be dimes. I was like, I'm going to school. No lie, I'm blood. <laughs> I went to the front office right there and signed up for school. Hmm. All right. When I graduated, I had a, my grade point average was like, I think 3.2. I graduated with like a 3.2. So back then, I qualified for like these certain scholarships. Okay. And the UNCO scholarship was like one of the biggest scholarships. I think it was like 50,000. Hmm. But it, it covered it covered like for semester to semester. And that's how I went up there and got the grants to end up getting in school. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So I enrolled in school. You know what I'm saying? So we come back for that summertime. When school come back, we go back to school. Like I said, this on money that everybody talking about, I wrote it an acapella when I was in 10th grade in 2000. Hmm. And I did it because the school had language art festival. And if you performed in it, you don't got to go to four people. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Period. All right? <laughs> but fourth period is trap period because it's lunch period. And we got three lunches, A, B, and C. So I would skip fourth period and go to the hood and dig a hill behind Doug and I sit in the cut where everybody walked through and I sell weed. <laughs> so I was just trying to get find a way to get out Legally, so I can go, I can go hustle. So I, I did this money. I, it was a hook and a verse. All right. And I did it at school. And when I performed the shit, like the whole school went crazy. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was 10th grade. All right. So 11th grade, I, I played basketball on the varsity team and pimp, pimping uh, for franchise boy, he played too. So before we, our games, pimp would do the beat on locker. Hmm. And I would rap, I would rap my, my, my money song, but I, we don't got no beat. It's no acapella. I mean, no, it's no instrumentals then. Hmm. Like niggas didn't make beat and you got instrumentals. You hmm. see what I'm saying? So I rap it and all the basketball players would be saying it, say, rapping it with me, like Sunset Park. Hmm. Yeah, all right. 12th grade, Pimp ended up going to there. He transferred school. You know what I'm saying? I ended up failing class in my 11th grade year. So I had to go to night school at the beginning of 12th grade year. So I couldn't, I couldn't play no sports. And I felt the class first semester of my 12th grade year. So I had to go to night school my second semester of my 12th grade year. So my whole 12th grade year, I went to school from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? My mama didn't make me do it. I do it because I had ambitions. I, I got this thing where I always felt like I wanted to be smart than everybody around me. You know what I'm saying? So I pushed myself. So long story short, the, the fast forward it. I graduate, go to school, we back for orientation. I ain't seen Pimp in a year. Hmm. I'm walking down the sidewalk doing the door and I hear this beat playing. <laughs> Every time I hear a beat, I always rap my song, try to see if my song go to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm hearing this beat and I'm walking and I'm rapping it and this shit going right with my song. Like, ooh. So I follow the sound all the way into the door. When I walk in the door, it's Pimp. Hmm. He turned around like, what you doing? I'm like, yeah, nigga, I'm in college, nigga. He like, bro, you over for real? I'm like, yeah, I never go to school. I like, remember that song? You know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, I rapped it. We recorded money right there. Oh, yeah? 
That's mm-hmm. what we recorded money right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then we would, then I'm performing, I'm performing in the college. See, before the franchise boys, me and my homie Chrome was the first, we, that was my first group. We were called 316. Because hmm. at the time, we was at college and everybody from up there was from zone one, zone three, and zone six. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So all of us would go to different schools and I would perform. And we, you know, we recorded a few songs. You know what I'm saying? But it weren't, we really weren't, you know, we didn't really know what we were doing. You know what I'm saying? So the song was hot in all the schools. So we, we brought it home. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm telling you. I came home, dropped money, went back to school, and, and I'm going back and forth doing music, and that's when all this shit started coming. And I got kicked out of college. I went back home, and that's when I started selling two for fives. Hmm. And when I started selling two for fives, that's when niggas in the street started knowing me. Because niggas from different projects will start pulling up and going home like, I got to go get some of these, these weed. You know what I'm saying? Because like 40 sacks would be, 40 sacks would be $100, two yeah. for fives. But I would sack up 42 sacks in the bomb and sell it for $100. So if you sell it, if you, if you, if you sell the bomb, you know what I'm saying? You're going you're gonna to double up plus 10. Mm-hmm. All right? So niggas would pull up and ball home and spend $2,000 and $100 bombs. Oh, shit. Not, I don't want a pound. <laughs> I want the bombs. I want $3,000 in bombs. So bad. It, it, like, two to five would be so hard in ball home, bro. Like, we had to take days. A whole Sunday, it's just sack up weed all Sunday. <laughs> and then that wouldn't be enough. And we had to be in the parking lot to, to the back. We had to get hold to start sacking weed up all day long. They sack every day, they sack weed up. We run out, we go to the spot over here, get some more weed. Like, that's how we bunk, and that's how I got known. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why Fabo was like, when I met you, you were selling two for five because that's how I got known in the streets. You see what I'm saying? But I was already doing music. You see what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling niggas, like, I've been there since the beginning of this shit. So niggas can't tell me, because I was I was there when D4L first had their first meeting to have a label. They weren't even a group yet. Hmm. I was there. They put me out the little the car wash. I was I'm a young nigga. No, this shot low. Low coming up here, uh, low come shit. I already know what it is. Low been big dog. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. So niggas can't tell me how this shit started. Well, all this shit really started in Born Home. So if you ain't from Born Home, you can't tell what step happened to get to the next steps. These facts. All right, let's talk about the new project, Real. Um, realize everybody ain't living. Can you explain that title? Um, no, a lot of people say, a lot of people like to say, you know, when they break real down, say, realize everybody ain't loyal. I feel like loyal is one of the words that just get thrown around. It has no substance to it no more. So that, that's, to me, I don't have to even go there no more because niggas ain't loyal. Niggas don't know what loyal is no more. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not going to say niggas don't know how to be loyal. I just feel like the streets don't know how to be loyal because niggas ain't getting taught. So me having that title just mean like everybody ain't living. It's just saying like right now in the social media, everybody do what they think is cool or what they think somebody else going to like. Nobody, is, nobody really bees themselves no more. And when I speak on this, I'm talking about the streets. You see what I'm saying? It's niggas around here who got two pad, who got two pad, two bags of exotic. They sell two bags a week. You know what I'm saying? They make two thousand, they make a thousand dollar eat bag, they make two thousand dollars a week. So they two thousand, they make eight thousand dollars a month. Okay, boom. They bills, they trying to live like a boss, they got condo, they bill coming up to four thousand dollars a month. 
So they ain't got nothing but a four thousand dollar month. And every weekend they gonna buy uh uh Versace shoes, Balenciaga shoes, trying to keep up with everybody else, trying to show niggas that I get money too. You ain't living for yourself. You see what I'm saying? Like right now, I can go buy a chain. Like I said, I just bought a house, bro. You see what I'm saying? I could have go buy the chain, all this shit right here. You see what I'm saying? But for what? You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to impress nobody. I am who I am. So I just beat that title because, you know, if you ain't on your video flexing money or you ain't got guns and shit, it's like you ain't real. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And, but if I got to show, put guns and shit on video and show niggas I got money all the time, I don't feel like that is real. Everybody ain't living. You see what I'm saying? Like, when all these niggas who get money, when the last time they took their family on a trip? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? When the last time they went to the cabin and seen all the kids? When the last time you done bought all your kids a graduation gift? So well, how many of y'all niggas know all y'all nieces, nephews, and cousins' birthdays? And y'all got gifts on their birthdays. But y'all niggas go to the club and throw money on script club hole who ain't gonna get you nothing from it. I don't understand that, but niggas be screaming they real. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm real. I know I am. I don't have to push that narrative. Only reason I speak about this shit now because I feel like it's going to take somebody like me to say this shit, to say this, who don't got loopholes in my stories and in my, in my past for niggas to be like, oh, no, nah, like you did this and did that. It ain't a lot of them niggas. I'm the nigga who could talk to these young niggas who shoot these people and say, bro, put that gun up, bro. I ain't about that. And they can't be like, Paula, you ain't did this before. I could talk to these niggas in the trap who get money and say, I ain't stack this money. Do this right here with this money. Put this money up. My nigga, fuck them sure. And they can listen to me because I done done this shit before. You see what I'm saying? It ain't too many niggas around who can speak on this shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I just felt like that's why I push that shit now and say the real in this right here because when you're real, you're always real. You see what I'm saying? And you can't become real. You just got to be real. That's something in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to the streets, I break it down into four categories. All right? When a nigga say, I'm street, all right? They can be broke down to four categories. You got hood niggas, you got street niggas, you got gangster niggas, and you got real niggas. All four of them are different, all right? You could be one, you could be two, you could be three, you could be all four. All four rare. You know what I'm saying? All four would make you a real nigga. I'm gonna break it down. A hood nigga is just, a nigga from the hood, you grew up in the hood. You're a product of your environment. You seen George Dillon, your auntie smoked. You seen shoots, a nigga getting killed, getting beat up, getting stabbed, police. You grew up in it, so you're not alarmed by this shit. That's how the hood nigga is. Hmm. I know niggas from the hood, ain't never fought nobody, shot nobody, did none of that shit. But they, they're a hood nigga, because you from the hood. Now, a street nigga is just a nigga who conduct business in the streets. That means, Money that you make circulate in the streets. So if you don't work a nine to five and you go buy weed from the weed man and then you know him and him over there, you can say, I'm a street nigga. Cause you conduct business in the streets. That don't mean you're from the project. I know niggas from Cobb County who come to the west side and they street niggas. You see what I'm saying? They ain't hood niggas cause they're not from the hood. But they street niggas though. You see what I'm saying? They ain't gangster and they do whole shit so they ain't real. But they street niggas. All right? That's all the street nigga is. Now, gangster niggas, gangsters, gangster niggas is not just the niggas who shoot the guns and the shooters. To be a gangster, you got to be the smartest nigga in the room. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. 
Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Wrong. If I'm not smarter than you, you win. I lose. How's that gangster? You see what I'm saying? If I go in here and I shoot everybody and shoot the whole spot up because I'm mad and I want to show niggas I'm about it and I get 20 years, how's that gangster? It's not gangster. I always like to think of like the, the line that Denzel said on training day. You want to go jail, you want to go home. You see what I'm saying? I want to go home. So when you're a gangster, you think about stuff. You plan stuff. You prepare stuff. We get the turn from the mafia and the mob. You know, that's where we get the gangster from. Them nigga businessmen. Them nigga graduated from Ivy League colleges. You know what I'm saying? They know how to do taxes and bonds and houses and flip this and do politicians. So if you want to remember yourself a gangster and we mimicking this off this shit, if you ain't doing the shit they doing, you're not gangster. So if you ain't smart, you're not gangster. That's what a gangster is. You see what I'm saying? Like, shit, I can tell you stories about shit that I done did and I'm here today to be able to tell you these stories. I'm a gangster. I'm smart. I know how to do this shit. You see what I'm saying? Now, them gangster niggas, but then you got the real niggas. You don't got to be from the hood to be a real nigga. You don't got to be from the streets to be a real nigga. You don't got to be a gangster to be a real nigga. Real nigga is moral, standing on integrity, not doing a whole shit, living by what you say, living by what you preach. If you feel this and you stand on that, it's real shit. You see what I'm saying? So when niggas say I'm street, like, what kind of street nigga are you doing? You see what I'm saying? Let's put some clarification on this shit. You see what I'm saying? And I just feel like that needs to be explained because right now everybody's street niggas. You see what I'm saying? So I like I say, man, the mixtape, it's just to shine a light on this. For me, it's just talk about these stories. You know what I'm saying? So when niggas hear this music, nigga know this, I ain't just rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit, real feeling, real pain. I'm talking about real shit. You know what I'm saying? And I got the resume to do it. Yeah. And this is your first project in what, two years? Two years. Yeah. Why'd you feel like now was the time to drop this? Well, like, I always struggle with the music industry hmm. because now it's not about music no more. And I came up in the time with the Franchise Boys where it was about music. Because at the time at the Pool Palace, if you had a hit, you had a hit. Fred can move up here from Florida, come up here, do a song, take it to the Pool Palace. If it's a hit, it's a fucking hit. Ain't nobody like, oh, he ain't got no money. He ain't got no, he ain't got. So the era I came up in was different. Now me trying to do music. Money don't even work no more. You can't even pay a nigga to break music no more. You see what I'm saying? When the last time you went to the club and you heard a DJ break a song? I'm just about like, play that motherfucker four, five times a night. Every night he DJing. DJ don't break songs no more. And the industry is fake. Everybody want to push this real narrative, but niggas behind the scene do whole shit. You see what I'm saying? And I find a problem with that because I know it's the music, so I know you got to give and take, but it was hard for me dealing with niggas who weren't genuine, who weren't real. You see what I'm saying? And every time I start doing music, now I got to fuck with DJ. I always got to go to, I don't want to go to a club all the time. You see what I'm saying? Let's figure something out. You see what I'm saying? Okay, shit, you want their money. Okay, okay, I ain't got their money to give you. Okay, shit, I'll give you a percentage of it. 
know what I'm saying? Or however you want to fixate, fixate your business to handle your shit. Niggas ain't known that shit because niggas ain't trying to get money. Niggas trying to be known. You see what I'm saying? But I just feel like if I could do it then with my per energy, I could do it now. You see what I'm saying? And like the streets still let me know. I dropped the movie, The Trap. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Never knew how to shoot a movie before. Just like the music. I just wrote a script, got some niggas a whole bunch of niggas knew I know, dropped the fucking movie, you know what I'm saying? Dropped that shit five years after I did it. Two years down later, I'm almost at five million views. Yeah. I ain't never spent the coin in promo, <laughs> not 10 cents. The streets go see that shit. The streets say that's their favorite movie. You see what I'm saying? I can do this y'all per energy. I just gotta push what I push and goddamn, if it's gonna be a hard battle, then I I'm ready to fight this battle now. So now I'm just like, fuck that shit. Like, time to put this visual out, time to tell these stories, time to tell how this, how, how the shit that you helped create changed the fucking face of hip hop. Show these niggas how when you got this money, you stayed real. Show these niggas what real niggas is. You see what I'm saying? Show these niggas that, yeah, I feel, yeah, I got up, but between all this shit, the street has always respected me for who I was, even when if I had or even if I don't. I'm the nigga y'all need to listen to when they talking about this real shit and this street shit. You know what I'm saying? So, and I ain't gonna preach to you. I'm gonna show you by moving. I'm gonna show you. So now, nigga, hit the music. You know what I'm saying? Now hit the visuals. You know what I'm saying? Now hit the documentaries. We here now. Yeah. And the quarantine chain made it better, kind Now niggas just sitting in the house, <laughs> they watching. So it's like, shit, lay it's time to strike now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it was perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, like you mentioned, you're gonna drop a music video every Friday. For every, every song Friday on for there. The next two months. Okay. I'm dropping a video every Friday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, the EP got seven songs on it, but it's supposed to be eight songs, all right? Hmm. I got a song with Takeoff that I dropped last year called Two Pots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, we dropped it last year. It's up everywhere on iTunes. You can go download it now. But when I dropped my EP this year and I had it on there, they told me I need clearance for it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I guess how the new laws is now, you need all the clearance for everything. And But they tell me this 30 minutes before oh, shit. my EP going to drop. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm hitting takeoff and he like, okay, I'm going to put it together, but that's a process. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I said, told bro, well, the song we got is already out on iTunes, so I ain't really tripping. I'm going to just take it off the EP, but I'm still going to drop that video too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I got eight songs on there, so I'm dropping all the videos. Um, I got, I dropped the video Real Ones mm -hmm. featuring Bloody J and Joe Gifted. Uh, I think that's the hardest song I got right now. And I ain't just saying that because that's me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the hardest real nigga song I got right now. I'm going to say that because a lot of hard ass songs out right now. But yeah. from the aspect how I'm speaking from, to me, that's the hardest song I got right now because we don't have music for the streets no more. You see what I'm saying? All the music that's out right now is telling you to go buy these shoes, to go spend this money, to go splurge, to go do this, to go do that. Ain't no music telling you to stay down. Ain't no music telling you to stack that paper. Ain't nobody telling you to goddamn be true within yourself. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody telling you this shit in music no more. You see what I'm saying? Other than the niggas who got the pain music. You see what I'm saying? But everybody go through pain. The white boy in the trailer park going through pain. So what make your pain different from somebody else's pain? Niggas want to hear real stories in music. Niggas want to hear shit they can follow and be inspired by. You see what I'm saying? And I'd be goddamn if they can't hear me don't be inspired by this shit. <laughs> you feel me? Facts. Big old motherfucking fat. You understand me? Yeah, you got Real Recognized Rio featured on there. How'd you link up with them? Rio, that my dog. I'm going to tell you, when I got featured with niggas, I don't pick them based on how hot they are. I, I pick niggas based on how I like them. It's real shit. 
Rio the hardest rapper out of Atlanta when it comes to that rapping shit. You see what I'm saying? Like on some real hood shit, rapping shit. And Rio talk about like his music got content. Mm -hmm. He don't just be rapping about car show, clothes, like he's rapping, he's, his music got content. And I used to be listening and watching his videos and seeing them on IG and shit. You know what I'm saying? He fucked with Savage. And I got yeah. a whole bunch of little niggas who fuck around over there. And I'm like, I'm doing a project. I got to put this nigga on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So I hit shot up, got his number one day. And the first time me and him talked, bro, we talked for like an hour and a half. That's it. You see what I'm saying? And we just talk about all type of shit. And I was just like, bro, you 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 feel and think just like, like nigga, we like, like we can bond. You know what I'm saying? Besides the other fact that you rap hard. So we got on there, me and him did a song. You know what I'm saying? That video's stupid. I got DC Young Fly on there. Yeah. Uh, me and him on there. Um, I got my homie Woody Woo, OG Pie on there. You know what I'm saying? OG Pie, real street east sider. Shout out to OG Pie. You feel me? Um, who else I got on that bitch? Um, I think that's it. I think really. that's it, yeah. Yeah, that really that's yeah. it. Yeah, and you, you got that saying? video out now. Yeah. And take off, not just drop that video with OG Pie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, and I got my homie uh, Trey, Bang Bang Trey. Okay. Um, bang, shout out Bang Bang Gang. Um, Goddamn, it's my little brother now. I had, had this group a long time ago, you know mm. what I'm saying? Called Bang Bang Gang. It's like in 2009. And they used to be doing the Beef It Up. <laughs> All right? Charlie Boy Gang used to be around us and used to go to the club. I used to get Charlie Boy in the, in the club with us mm. and say they were part of us. You see what I'm saying? And uh, Trey, so, but they been rapping, but Trey just started rapping. You know what I'm saying? He just, he beat a murder. He uh, went to jail for a murder. Beat a little body. Got down a little murder charge. He came home. And got down and he started rapping. Hmm. And he like, lay, I'm rapping now. So I was like, nigga, let's do a song then. You know, I'm just fucking with him, trying him out. So we go to the studio, I put the beat on. I'm like, nigga, go in the booth. He walk in the booth and he do this hook, one take. Oh, shit. And I'm like, that motherfucker, hard like that bitch don't need nothing else. I'm like, I'm ready. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? And I go in the booth, I do my verse. I'm in about, I was in about 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? But when I come out, he goes straight in the booth and one take his verse. And I was like, nigga, you just start rapping for real? And if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. I like this bitch riding. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, but I got to put this. And this one, I'm like, all my songs on, my, on this EP, I'm like, I'm talking like a whole bunch of real nigga shit. So it's like, I'm talking in picture, like I'm talking in vivid, you know what I'm saying? And paint pictures and shit. But this song with Trey, it's like one of them young nigga songs. Hmm. And see, I shot the video, like a matter of fact, I'm gonna drop that video this Friday. Okay. That's what I'm dropping this Friday, gangster shit. I, I shot the video on a young nigga video where I got the, the movie money, I got all the movie guns and the sticks and shit. And we waving <laughs> the sticks and the money and shit. Like one of them young nigga videos, you know what I'm saying? So that shit was excited. It's a fun record, you know what I'm saying? Um, but like I say, I think this, in seven songs, I think I'm, I'm pretty much, like, I, I like them, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about hits. Yeah. Music is about connecting with people and understanding and, and emotions, you see what I'm saying? And niggas, all niggas' music sound the same. Like, niggas' albums don't give you different emotions no more, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just trying to bring a little balance to this shit, bro. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some of the community work you do here in, uh, here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, I know last year you had uh, the basketball tournament mm -hmm. for mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. um, where'd you come up with that idea? Well, uh, me and my business partner, uh, Jabo, uh, Jumbo Security. Uh, Jabo, me and him looked up. I, I got a seven on seven program. 
Okay. Um, probably one of the top programs in Georgia. And I know for years I probably I was the best, had the best program in Georgia for a few years. And um Jabo came and hit me with that. And 707, it's like I do it for the youth kids. Because mm -hmm. um nationally, it really started like when you're 15, when you're going to high school. And that's how these kids and football is getting ready, because 707 gets you ready. But don't nobody do it for kids because they feel like kids ain't ready to learn this shit. So I felt like I could coach it to the kids. So I started this program. You know what I'm saying? Jabo came ahead with me. And so we started doing this for years. Like one year, I had six teams, I had 96 kids. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, we won 17 trophies in a month. In oh, one shit. month, all together. I had, out of six teams, out of six teams, four won the championship. One came in second place. But the team that came in second place, they, they lost. In the, that's, the championship was their only loss. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so he came to me about an idea like, we need to start doing events for mental health because that's the biggest thing going on, especially in the black community. Yeah. A lot of people got, a lot of niggas got mental health and don't know it. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the symptoms. They think that because you go crazy. You see what I'm saying? And it's not. And so we got together and we do four events a year. We do a, a seven on seven flag for the kids and the old and the grown ups. We do a basketball tournament. We do a kickball. We do a bowling. You know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not, we do not kickball, but a dodgeball and we do a uh, bowling. Dodgeball, we call it Dodge and Depression. You know, we yeah. had the first annual last year. Seven on seven, we call Flag and Four Calls. And the basketball tournament, we call Mind Over Matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I've been doing football. I've been getting back to the community for seven years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Going to schools, reading for the preteen kids, passing stuff out of schools, going to Doug, um, guarding them, helping them build a garden. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been giving back, like I say, for the last seven, eight years, personally, yeah. consistently. Yeah. What had motivated you to start giving back and volunteering so much of your time? That's what you're supposed to have. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, I'm from these places. Like, this, because to me, this was written. You see what I'm saying? It ain't about what nobody sees about what you do. It's about how you contribute to the energy. You see what I'm saying? Like, I went to Doug. You know what I'm saying? So anytime I get a chance to go back up there, you know what I'm saying? I go. Like, I don't be on there and painting walls and in the art rooms and you see what I'm saying? That's what you're supposed to do. You see what I'm saying? I'm from the communities. I see these kids grow up. A lot of these kids is really into the social media. Mm -hmm. So they believe all this shit they be seeing. And I be around these kids and I be hearing them talk about certain people and how people is and they really be believing this. You see what I'm saying? And they don't have no balance. These kids have no balance and these artists really don't be understanding how these kids really be looking at them. And it ain't their fault. You see what I'm saying? But they don't really be understanding. But I'm around these kids. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, going to high school. You see what I'm saying? I'm around these kids. I go to these schools and talk to these kids when they be fighting and shit. You see what I'm saying? These officers calling me, hey Pale, man, come on, man, come, I need to talk to him. He think he's from the streets and you know what I'm saying? He think he did he on a game bang and all this. Come talk to him. I go up and I talk to these kids. Like, I'm just in the community, and like I say, the people that I done been around and had the blessing to brush shoulders with know the path I done been on and knowing how mature I done had, have I, I done got from then to now. You see what I'm saying? And they see the growth and they want me to shine this, shine this light on some of these same kids who've been doing it, who's doing the same shit that I've been doing. And I just feel like that's what you're supposed to do when you're real. So I just do that shit. Yeah. Have you been able to keep in contact with these kids during the quarantine? See how Every they're doing? Every time I go live, they're on my live. Okay. All my kids be on my live. <laughs> they be waving, co Like, they're on my live. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, these kids, 
these kids, it's like, I think they, that's what gave me life. You know what I'm saying? Because when I get old, and I got a 13-year-old son, you know what I'm saying? And he on Instagram, and he watching these, and he like NBA young boy and all of them too. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool, but I got to give them balance. You see what I'm saying? But what about all these other kids who daddies probably ain't lived the life I have or ain't did this or who really ain't it's probably experienced some of the stuff I experienced? You know what I'm saying? I can come down and get them balance. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like that's more important because them kids going to grow up. And if I teach them, when they see the kids behind them growing up, they're going to teach them. And they're going to teach them the same way that my OG, OGs did and the OGs before them. And that's what we lacking. OG shit. Facts. And you about to start your own podcast, OG Talk. Yeah, OG Talk. Um, me and OG Pie. You know what I'm saying? If you do OG Talk, we'll have um, it's gonna be a live recording. We'll have people call in, and we're just gonna talk to the streets. Like sometimes we might have people on there to interview them. You know what I'm saying? But we just want to talk from our experience because OG Pie is like he he's like he an OG. Like he's from the East Side, but everybody on the East Side know him. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Home been having paper, been in the streets, been doing all this stuff, but. He don't never talk about it. He just do what he do. You see what I'm saying? And on the fact of that, I've been knowing him for like 17 years. You know what I'm saying? Because him and my auntie got a baby together. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So like everything I've been through, he used to help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he was he was one of the, he was the only one out of three people. When I got home from my body, gave me gave me some. He gave me like 10 when I came home. You know what I'm saying? Because like when I caught my when I, when I caught my murder charge, when I came home, I, I, I think I was supposed to have like fifth in my in the bank account. When I came home, it was like eight thousand dollars in the account. Oh shit! Like the rest of the franchise, boy, I done spent all my money. Oh shit! You see what I'm saying? And then when I came home, like they ain't say it wasn't, they ain't save me no money like for no shows or saying like we are gonna put this aside for parlay, none of that shit. You see what I'm saying? But OG Pie was one of the ones who like, shit, bro, here. You know what I'm saying? And even though, goddamn, I was back on my shit, he was just like, shit, like, on some, bro, I already know how it be. You see what I'm saying? So I know that he done been through it before. And then, and then he had a fair case. He went feds and came home. So he know about the paperwork and the ins and outs, stuff that I don't know. Cause I ain't, I ain't never been fed. You see what I'm saying? And I think that the stuff that I don't experience from the streets in the music industry and the thing that he experienced from the streets to the, to the system, when we come together, we can cover all areas from music to streets hmm. and, 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 and one and still give people proper advice. You know what I'm saying? So I think OG, OG talk podcast is going to be hard. Follow us on IG, on IG, OG talk podcast. Follow OG Pi, OG underscore P-I. And shit, nigga, get ready for that. You know what I'm saying? And then I got another podcast I'm working on where I'm going to do interviews with artists and shit. Mm. And I'm going to call that Smoke One Relay. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> you know, if nigga know me, I'd be on the game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I smoke for real. Yeah. Like, I go on the limb and say this, and I say this confidently, with whatever anybody want to say, it's not one nigga in Atlanta, rapper or none, who can outsmoke me. Facts, none. I saw that video of you hitting the dab, what, 15 times in a row? 19. 19 times in a row. No, no cough. Sweat, no cough. Do the pool challenge. I do that motherfucker 20 times. <laughs> no cough. Like I do this, I do this smoke shit for real. So we're gonna get niggas on there. I'm gonna smoke, we're gonna smoke, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna talk real nigga shit. And we're gonna talk music. And we're gonna talk about like I feel like in interviewers now, when people interview like artists who come from the streets. All their questions be cliche. Hmm. 
nobody never asks questions for for the people to get the actually to get the chance to know who the artist is. Like, give me a story, bro. Give me some, you know what I'm saying? Give yeah. people, give me some shit, crazy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get people to actually know these people. And what better than do that? Smoking a blunt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, we're looking forward to those. Uh, let's talk about these TV series you're working on right now, mm -hmm. The Trap House. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about this one? Well, the trap, everybody in the city fuck with it because they really feel like. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. When it comes to Atlanta, that's the only thing we really got to really showcase what Atlanta really is. It's nothing else in Atlanta. It's no, no video or no movie that you can watch of Atlanta that's going to show you how Atlanta really is better than my movie, The Trap. So I decided to get some of these, some guys that I know that do videos like Chris Craft, the words of a few more other uh, the, um, directors I know. And I'm telling them they dope. So I was just like, bro, y'all really wasting y'all talent. Keep shooting videos. Like, y'all ain't going to never win. Because as soon as the next nigga come, he cheaper, nigga going to fuck with him. Hmm. And your work going to slow up. I've seen that happen plenty of times. But if you shoot a movie, you can create substance and you can create something that we can show you take these people. And they like, we with it. So I got them together and we're going to do it where everybody going to shoot a certain amount of episodes every season. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And I got with some writers. You know what I'm saying? And I can't, I got the storyline already and we just sitting here and we putting Atlanta in this shit. So when it comes to Atlanta, you can really understand how the city is. Because hmm. like, when you think about New York, think about the five boroughs. You know what I'm saying? You know, Bronx, Harlem, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Even when you go to LA, you know what I'm saying? You know, Crenshaw, you know what I'm saying? You know, the jungle, you know, Watts, you know what I'm saying? You know, Long Beach. But when it comes to Atlanta, for us to be having this shit for 20 years, 20 years, niggas really don't fucking know Atlanta. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's a difference between West Side niggas and East Side niggas and South Side niggas. We totally different. Yep. We dress different, we act different, we move different. You see what I'm saying? Like East Side niggas is like Harlem niggas. Them the flashy, the yay niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, like West Side niggas, that's them your grimy niggas. You know what I'm saying? South Side, South Side was like a mixture of like a both of them. And niggas don't know it. Really, when it comes to the city, it really was never been has been on North Side. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Me, me go introduce you to this shit. You see what I'm saying? So I want to tell the story and show people where Atlanta really is. Really take you to these streets that niggas is from. And we shooting on these streets. You see what I'm saying? We actually using the niggas from these projects. When we go to these projects, we gonna use these niggas. You know what I'm saying? So they can show niggas how they do it in they sit in they city. So I got these different writers coming in, and we just putting a line in this shit. And we we not we not waiting for no money, none or nothing like that. Like soon we come out quarantine, we about to start shooting. Hmm. When we finish shooting season one, all all twelve episodes, we dropping the motherfuckers hmm. every Saturday. Okay, you know what I'm saying? When yeah. I'm done, we shooting season two. And we doing this shit for the streets, not for the money, not for none of that, just for the streets. You see what I'm saying? I think that Atlanta really need to tell our story from within. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going I'm to do that through this through this TV show called The Trap House. Because that trap shit started here. Mm -hmm. We the first niggas started saying trap. Mm -hmm. Facts. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody talk about they trap. Oh, yeah. It's worldwide now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw this uh, Bankheads Matter um, mm -hmm. 
skit you did with uh, Supercharged Cam that was really good. Mm-hmm. You think that was a pretty accurate description of uh, what's it like in Bankhead? That shit was hard. First of all, I'm going to say shout out to Cam. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, home doing this thing and he really could have went and got, it's a whole bunch of niggas from Bankhead who could have went and did that shit with, but he reached out to me. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, hey, lay man, you know, you the street, bro. And I just feel like niggas really don't be goddamn giving you credit like like that. You know what I'm saying? So, nigga, I'm coming to bank here. I, I got to fuck with you. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, we sat down. We just came up with shit that going on in bank here. Yeah. And then me on there, I went and hit my niggas up. Lil Maul, uh, uh, Superstar CJ, shout out to bro. Because them niggas is on bank here every day. I ain't on bank here every day. But my <laughs> niggas is on, they on bank here every day. So, I'm not finna do this without getting them. You see what I'm saying? So, we did that shit and that shit was on point. And for real, for real, we really left a few things out because we supposed to shoot inside the store. We yeah. supposed to do niggas trapping in the store. You know what I'm saying? When you get out your car, I got that weed, got that weed. You know what I'm saying? But the niggas in, we went to the store, the nigga called police on us. Really? Yeah, he called police on us. And the police like, man, y'all got to get out the property, man. You know what I'm saying? So, and there's a few, like we didn't go to King. You know what I'm saying? If you if you don't know nothing about Westside, you nigga talking about Huns. Huns is really not the spot. Mm-hmm. Huns is the commercial spot. Ken got the best wings in Atlanta for the last 40 years. Hmm. And I argue with, agree with anybody about that. And his wings stayed the same size. They ain't never get big. He stayed consistent. You see what I'm saying? But he was close, so we didn't get a chance to do Ken. But that shit was too on point. Jay's at Checkers was really the Jay's at AutoZone. But you know they <laughs> tore AutoZone down. You know what I'm saying? And it's a, uh, it's a uh, pawn shop now. You okay. see what I'm saying? So we, we moved a few things around, but that shit was too on point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now that bank hit. Yeah. Yeah, that shit went up too. They got a lot of good feedback and everything. And we started in front of the pool palace. Yeah. Which is Club Bankhead now. We started yep. right there. Yep. All right, Parlay, what else you got we're working on right now, man? What else coming up this year? Um, shit, man. Just the movement. Uh, Real Niggas United. Real Nations United. You know what I'm saying? Shout out my nigga Mitchell Slick. Shout out to Trick Trick. Shout out to all the real niggas I fuck with nationwide. You know what I'm saying? They feel like I feel. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, like Royce Five Nine be talking about, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we got to start making our street niggas conscious, cause right now we influence the whole world right now, and with all this money niggas doing, niggas not saying niggas got to do this, but if you can get them spend two three thousand dollars on shoes, or if you run a trip club throw five ten thousand, why you can't take five hundred thousand out every time you do that and just goddamn build a center for these kids who bad it fuck? who need guidance and we can touch them every day and make sure they do their schoolwork and get them tutors and shit like that. Like, why not? You know what I'm saying? I just think that they don't got nobody who they can relate to to get them the information. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just putting movement together. You know what I'm saying? To talk this real shit. We keep spreading real shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got a nine-shot mid-tape. We finna drop with my bros. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Greedy. Um, 21 game. Shout out to uh, SG Uno. 21 game. Shout out to Tay 21 Game, my little bro. Shout out to Joe Gifted. Shout out to Bigger Valley. Shout out to Sue Wu. Shout out to my nigga Boo Tang Clayco. You know what I'm saying? Like, all my niggas having movement with music. Like, all these niggas I'm naming, like, these my bros. Like, nigga, these my little bros. You see what I'm saying? And, like, I just told them niggas, man. Like, instead of doing all this street shit, bro, like, that's cool, bro. But that shit gonna get you dead in jail. We gonna have to ride, smash on some niggas. Let's take this whole movement and this image that we got, bro. Let's put it on music and everybody get a check from it. Every week, I'm posting a video of one of my bros shot. Shot out to Ray Lee. Can't forget, bro. Know what I'm saying? Shot out to Ray Lee. Like, we dropping. Like, we steady fucking dropping. 
video after video after video, and that's the wave I'm on. Put my niggas on the same process that I did, how I got out this shit. You teach them not to do the same shit I did. You know what I'm saying? To turn them on to this money, what to do with this money, and, and goddamn, and do the real nigga shit. That's it, do the real nigga shit with my bros. And how can I tell some more niggas to do it if I ain't doing it with my niggas? You see what I'm saying? So, like I say, I'm walking the walk. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking the motherfucking talk. You know what I'm saying? Real one. Facts. Follow me on IG. Follow me on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I am Parlay. I A M P A R L A E. You know what I'm saying? And goddamn, get ready for my vlog coming. Uh, my Instagram vlog coming. Okay. Well, uh, well, Parlay. Hmm. So, Tell Desi <laughs> that tell Parlay I'm looking for him. And I ain't gonna stop. So you're not the real Parlay. I'm not gonna start tearing the shit up until I find that Parlay need to keep using my name. You feel me? So I'm I'm going through now and I'm finna find where Parlay at. Me and Parlay gonna have to get some strength. So Desi tell Parlay, he can use my name, we finna have to get some motherfucking strength. You feel me? Man, sign out, man. Real nigga shit. Get the album. Realize everybody ain't living. Shout out to everybody in the city who doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my team. Shout out to Hood Rich. Shout out to Scream. Tony and Rip. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my motherfucking wife. You know what I'm saying? Who hold this shit down. You know what I'm saying? That what it is. Rest easy, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Rest easy. Shout out to Low. Hey, man. Yeah. Rest easy, Vic. You know what I'm saying? All my niggas who dead and gone. Free all my niggas who gone. Free Project. Free all the motherfucking real ones. That way. You know what I'm saying? I swear the streets is cold, but my heart a glacier, I never fall. Stack that paper till it never falls. It ain't no real one if you ever told. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.